You ever have that friend who just can't keep their self-deprecating humor in check? This is Forky. I'm trash. Our, our, our kid made him. Hey fam, welcome to a new episode of Stay Watching Mondays at the Movies. As always, I'm your host, Larry McAllister II. So, we are getting towards the end of June. We have seen, including the ones that I will talk about in this episode, 16 movies so far this summer. It's been a wild ride. It's also been kind of horribly depressing because I... I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like the movies that we've been getting so far this summer have been not the greatest. So going into this weekend, had a couple of more sequels. I decided to take it easy and only take in two movies this week. So it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode. But the two movies I did see both involve sentient playthings. We're going to be talking about Toy Story 4 and Child's Play. So stay tuned. So the first movie I'm going to talk about today is Toy Story 4. And I have to admit, as most reviewers probably have already, I wasn't sure that Toy Story 4 was necessary. And honestly, after seeing the film, even though I will say just up front, I thought it was a very good film. Um, If you're worried about the quality or anything like that, you don't need to be. Um, It's funny. There are great performances. Tom Hanks as Woody is always is amazing. Um, Tony McHale from um, what was he in Uh, Arrest Development is fantastic as Forky. Uh, And Annie Potts is back as uh, Bo Peep. She is she's great in this film. Uh, Christina Hendricks plays a new character called Gabby Gabby. She's she's also really, really good. Uh, She's got these really creepy ventriloquist dummies who don't talk because they're ventriloquist dummies um, and they're sufficiently creepy. Um, Key and Peele are here. They they are funny, um, as you would expect from Key and Peele. Standout for me is probably Keanu Reeves as uh, Duke Kaboom, Canada's version of Evil Knievel. Uh, He is fantastic and funny and um, probably has my favorite sequence in the entire film. Um, You know, since we are still in the Keanu sans right now, I mean, we're just going to have to keep enjoying all the Keanu Reeves that we were given. Um, One of the interesting things that they did was they decided to give most of the kind of main cast of the Toy Story movies a a pretty big backseat. And that includes characters like Buzz, like while he still has... Uh, while he still is a pretty major piece of the B plot and, you know, kind of works his way into the A plot in, in certain aspects of the film, 
he is definitely subdued um, because this is very much Woody's film. And, you know, as I was saying before, I, I didn't think this film was necessary when Toy Story 3 came out, was it nine years ago now? Which is just wild to think about that it's been that long since the, the what we thought was the last Toy Story movie. Um, I I do have to say that, like, I, I feel like the purpose of this film in a lot of ways is is to kind of serve as an epilogue. Um, I mean, like, we, we kind of know what the whole Pixar-Disney deal is, like, even though, like, Pixar is owned by Disney now, you know, a big piece of the way that they operate is they kind of have to make these sequels in order to kind of get to make their projects. Um, and I feel like this is... is this may be an example of this, though I have heard that, you know, in terms of storyboarding and, and writing this film, it had been in development since Toy Story 3 was being worked on. So, um, you know, I, I think I have a feeling that this is something that they always kind of wanted to do or a version of this is something that they've always wanted to do. Um, so I, I do have to admit, like, I was kind of surprised that they found a way to make this film and kind of make it work. While I, I do have to say that I think it is, it may be my least favorite of the Toy Story films, uh, which if I just had to give a quick ranking, um, I would say that three uh, is probably the the high point for me in a lot of different ways. Um, I actually think one and two are pretty pretty close for me. I, I think actually it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, I, I think all of the movies are, are pretty pretty closely. They're, they're pretty close together. I would say this newest one might be like a couple of steps behind, but it's still great. And, you know, what's what's interesting about it, you know, I, I guess what I've been doing the last couple of weeks is sharing a little bit about the premise. But uh, this one, I, I don't know if talking about the premise is giving away a little bit too much about it. But essentially, the film deals with... Um, I guess the, the setup is essentially Woody is getting left behind in a sense. And so he it's his quest to kind of still serve the child that he looks after. Um, but she is moving on. She is growing up. She is literally making new friends like Forky. Um, and so it's, it's really this film is this this quest for purpose so um understanding the purpose for which you exist um trying to find purpose when your purpose has been fulfilled and creating your own purpose and, and i think that's what really really works nicely about this film and still makes it something that is worth seeing um you know, I, I don't I'm not going to say that I feel like people need to rush out and see this in theaters. If you wait a little bit and catch it on on, you know, streaming or something like that, I, I think you'll be sufficiently surprised, um, you know. But I mean, it's it's a good it's a good film. And I, I think it had a lot of it. It had some great humor. There's there's a running gag with uh, Key and Peele's characters, Bunny and Ducky, that I thought was really well done. Um, some of the humor around uh, Kaboom's, you know, um, existence is great. Uh, I don't want to give too much of that away because I think um, 
not knowing. I think it was in one of the trailers or one of the online uh, online specials, but I, I think it's important to kind of go in not seeing that stuff because it'll just it'll just be a lot funnier if you don't know it's about to come up. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it was it was great. The other thing that I that I really do have to say about these films, um, especially this newest one, it's just like the advancements in the animation techniques, the textures that the toys have are are just amazing. Like the way that they've been able to render the plastic sheen of different characters, uh, Bo Peep's like kind of porcelain nature. Uh, the way glass and fur are are rendered now. There's this cat that basically looks like a real cat in this film. Um, you know, fluff. The way that fluff is animated. It's just all stuff that, when the first Toy Story came out in what, 1995, we, we just couldn't imagine um, the lighting effects. I mean, the the biggest advancement in these films, like besides the textures and um, you know the the motion capture and all that stuff I, I would probably say um is just the lighting and just they do some really amazing things with the lighting in this film there's there are some beautiful beautiful scenes which feels weird to say about a movie starring you know anthropomorphized toys but you know that's it is what it is um yeah I mean I don't have a whole lot more to say here I mean there is one kind of undercurrent in the film um, that you'll you'll kind of see um, in regards to Bo Peep's character. I think it's handled very well, um, you know, considering a lot of films have kind of been a little bit more heavy handed with it. But I think they kind of handle uh, her striking out on her own in a, in a very fun way. Um, you know, but you know, at the same time, there is that there is that bit where you kind of left a, a little desiring a little bit more from it. Um, you know, that you you wish there was a little bit more kind of nuance to her story. Um, and in a way, like I think that's that's kind of the thing that I see as a little bit of a failure for the Toy Story uh, franchise because it's like even though we're introduced to you know, we, we have what, like two major female characters in these movies now, um, you know, three, if you count the new Gabby Gabby. And, you know, I think one of the characters being sidelined that I, I think could have added a little bit more to this film would have been Jesse. Um, so I, 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 I don't know, like, uh, I've, I have some feelings that I'm still working through there with kind of the, um, you know, that aspect of the film and and what I would have liked to see and what they could have improved on. But again, I, I still think it was done very well. So the other film that I'm going to talk about this week is Child's Play. Um, so Child's Play is basically an update of the um 80s horror slasher films starring chucky a uh, doll who is brought to life by some voodoo magic and gets a serial killer's like brain or soul attached to his body um all of that voodoo magic stuff is thrown out for a much more uh terrestrial 
and uh, I like I don't want to say realistic, uh, but like a a less um, a less hand wavy. It's just magic kind of explanation. Um, this film is fine. Uh, there are some fun kills. I mean, let's let's be real. If you're going to see a, a slasher, like a pure kind of slasher film, you're usually going into it for what are the kill? What are the kills like? How do are they inventive? Are they fun? Um, you know, uh, there's a bit of commentary in this film on socialization and device usage and uh, desensitization in, in our society and things like that that's in there and i think they do an okay job with it um it's all very tongue-in-cheek um because you know this movie is a dark comedy i mean they they kind of know that chucky is kind of ridiculous uh so they they tried to pull back from where the character had kind of gone and and they're there's a ton of behind the scenes drama with this film and the making of the film and getting the rights uh, or, or how the rights were obtained. And the fact that like the original creator of Chucky wasn't even brought on to consult with this film. There's there's just like a whole mess of of, you know, just ill will surrounding the production of this film. But looking past all of that, I, I think they were still able to make something pretty competent. Um, you know, again, like uh, much like Toy Story, like I don't think this is something that people need to rush out and see. This is going to be a great film when it's available on demand or Redbox or streaming. Um, if you are going to go see it in theaters, see it with a group of friends. Uh, but uh, the premise is basically uh, Andy, uh, who's played by Gabriel Bateman and his mother, who is played by Aubrey Plaza, who um, at, at first, yeah, you just thinking about it on paper, you're like, oh, she's too young to be a mother. Uh, but they make a, some pretty good jokes about that that I think worked really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's they are moving into a new apartment and a new area. Clearly, some stuff has happened um, that we aren't explicitly told, but uh, are able to gather from some context clues. Um, and so Andy is not in the best of ways. Um, he's tr having trouble making new friends and doing anything that isn't just kind of enjoying stupid videos on his phone. Um, and so his mother decides to get him a new friend. Um, and that friend happens to be Chucky. So that's really all I can say without kind of having some massive spoilers for what's actually going on or how things work. But yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, uh, a couple of the standout pieces for me, I think uh, Mark Hamill, um, Luke Skywalker himself, the Joker, Majima and Yakuza, <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever character you know him for the most. Um, I, I think he did a pretty good job of being a delightfully creepy voice for Chucky. Um, the doll itself is terrifying, and I'm glad that in world, within the film world, they know that the thing is creepy looking. 
um, and they don't shy away from that fact. Um, I again, I thought some of the the kills were really fun and inventive, and what they do with them was interesting. With the exception of one, um, that kind of bothered me a lot. Uh, but when you see the film, you will probably know which one that is and why it bothered me. Um, and, uh, I thought, I thought, uh, Aubrey Plaza was, was, was great. Um, you know, I, I would have liked for her to have a little bit more to do throughout the film. Um, you know, it, it feels like there were some creative decisions that were changing throughout the film in terms of what she was, what she, what she was in the film to do and kind of what her role was. Um, so there, there was a bit more that I, that I kind of was hoping to see from her, but she still did a good job. Um, and then, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, um, you might know him from as paper boy from Atlanta, uh, he is a fantastic actor. Um, if you like, he plays uh, detective Mike in the film who his mother lives in the same apartment building as Andy and his mother. Uh, and it, it's, he's a, he's a funny character because he's not really funny. He's trying to be funny. Um, and I, I thought he, he does another good job. So, I mean, you know, your main, your main kind of cast of characters is fine. Um, there's some weird kid sidekicks, um, with strange names, uh, that, uh, I believe they were called Fallon and Puck. Um, like I, I feel like, and th this is another place where I feel like some aspects of the story were changed at some point. Um, they, they try to give them the, you know, kid group, you know, we're a crew and we're going to tackle this thing that's happening, uh, vibe, you know, a la like an it or stranger things, that kind of thing. Um, but it's not really sufficiently set up. Um, and so it feels in a way like it kind of comes out of left field a little bit. Um, like, yeah, they're, they're shown hanging out and they're shown being friends, but, um, it, it doesn't necessarily like their ability to confront what's about to happen to them does not fully make sense, uh, in world. But again, like, I mean, it is one of those films where you just kind of have to throw out logic and enjoy, you know, what is happening. All in all, this weekend, I would give it like a, a, a B minus or a C uh, if I had to grade. So, I mean, Truth be told, it probably was one of the better weekends that I had at the movies, even though I only saw two movies. Uh, and the movie that I really wanted to see that wasn't Child's Play uh, was removed from my theater after I had already bought tickets uh, and they gave me a refund. <laughs> uh, but that's a story for another day. Next week's episode is looking like uh, might be another kind of uh, drier or shorter one uh, just because it doesn't seem like a whole lot of films are coming out until July, uh, that first week in July. So um, when you have like Spider-Man and Midsummer and a few other things coming out. So, um, you know, there are a couple of films that I have on my list that I will hopefully be seeing in that time. Um, so, you know, 
as always keep it locked right here um i'll have another episode coming for you in another week um i'll also be getting back on recording kind of the normal version of stay watching soon um i decided to take a little bit of a break as i did you know one partially did some research uh on some different topics that i do want to talk about um and as i try to line up some folks to uh talk about those things and do those recordings so um, that's part of the gift of having summer movie season here Um, it makes it so that I have to do a little bit less work because I always have a a steady stream of content that I can produce for you Uh, and at the same time take the time that I need to make sure that the other episodes that I'm planning to produce are uh, where I need them to be at. And I'm having the conversations with the folks that I I want to have those conversations with. So, um, as always, I've been your host, Larry McAllister second. You can hit me up anywhere on social media at Larry Tron. If you want to talk to me, you can email me Larry at LM2photo.com. If you have thoughts, always, you know, be sure to give me your honest feedback on the episode. Tell me, do you agree, disagree on these films? Um, Are there things that you think I should go watch or you would want to hear my thoughts on? Um, There are other films that have come out during this time period that, you know, for whatever reason, whether it be time or the number of movies that I can actually see per week, um, I just haven't had a chance to watch Um, certain things like, um, you know, that Netflix Adam Sandler vehicle. I will never watch. So don't even try to suggest it. Um, But yeah, um, besides that, as I've been plugging on the last few episodes, I'm now a part of the Hard Knock Media uh, community. Uh, So if you go to hardnocmedia.com, you can see me, you can see my podcast listed with a bunch of other podcasts from really awesome nerds of color. Uh, Basically, that's what the NOC stands for, Nerds of Color, which is a great uh, community of folks of color who talk about all things nerdy. There are a ton of great shows on there like Hard Knock Life, which is a look at everything uh, nerdy from perspective of people of color. Southern Fried Asian that looks at the uh, kind of uh, the life of Asians in the South. Uh, And the DC TV Classics podcast that looks at uh, some of the cool history of DC comics making their way onto television. So definitely check that out. Uh, And they have a ton of other great shows that I haven't mentioned that I will mention in the future. Um, But yeah, keep it locked here, fam. Peace.